Well, it's my blessing to um, have Shelley come and preach to us today. Uh, many of you will know that Shelley is a postulant to holy orders, and uh, she is in the process here in the Diocese of Central Florida, and she's been with us for a couple of months now uh, doing her field ed here, and it's been just such a blessing uh, to me to have her here, and I think to you also um, to have her in our midst. And so she's going to open up the word uh, to us today. She's only here for another few weeks. So we're going to miss her, but um, let's have a word of prayer. Lord, we thank you for this, our sister, uh, for your beloved daughter. Lord, we pray an anointing on her as she opens up your word to your people, that it would be a word of encouragement to each and every one where they find themselves today. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Good morning. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. Amen. So today's reading from the Gospel of Luke takes us along a journey of two disciples whose one name was Cleopas and the other whose name we do not know. The men encountered the resurrected Christ on the journey to the town of Emmaus, yet they did not know that it was Jesus whom they met. As Luke's gospel states, their eyes were kept from recognizing him. As I read this passage, I found myself wondering, how could these disciples not recognize Jesus? After all, hadn't they spent time with him, walked with him, uh, heard his teachings, broken bread with him? and even perhaps seen him perform miracles. But in spite of this, yet they were unable to recognize him. As I reread the passage, I took pause as I was reminded that these two disciples, along with many countless others, had also witnessed the crucifixion of Jesus. While walking along the road, Jesus asked the disciples what they had been discussing and why they were so sad. Cleopas replied, The things about Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God, and all people, and how our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be condemned to death and crucified him. We had hoped that he would be the one to redeem Israel. The disciples were filled with great sadness and despair. Perhaps they were even experiencing a sort of spiritual blindness as a frailty of the human condition that affects many of us, most of us, I might say. This frailty became even more apparent as Cleopas was telling Jesus of the story of the women who went to the tomb that very morning, and they found the tomb empty. And not only did they find the tomb empty, there were angels at the tomb who told them Jesus was alive. Yet even... With the revelation of this amazing event, instead of going to the tomb to see for themselves, they chose to return to Emmaus, where perhaps they were in a sort of a spiritual fog. In order for us to try to gain a better understanding of where these disciples may have been spiritually, I would like to ask that we take a moment and use our imaginations that God has gifted us with, as we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Let's take ourselves to that time and place and walk together 
with these disciples along the road to Emmaus. Do you think that we would have recognized Jesus as he approached us on the road? Some of us might think, of course I would recognize Jesus. While others might be thinking, well, perhaps not. Please allow me to set the scene as we use our imagery for this journey that we're taking along these disciples on the road to Emmaus. The disciples were likely physically, emotionally, and spiritually exhausted. I'm sure they were hungry as it was late in the day. The journey was arduous as the roads of Israel were often rocky, rutted, and dusty, making it even more difficult. And to top all of that off, the disciples were deeply saddened and anguished as just a few days earlier, Jesus, their hoped-for Messiah, had been horrifically crucified upon a cross. Now I ask you, would we be expecting to see Jesus on the road? Allow me to bring us back to our lives today. Have any of us here ever found ourselves where we, like these weary disciples, have wavered in our faith, perhaps because of difficult and challenging circumstances and events in our lives? Now, even though that we believe in Jesus as our risen Lord, do we sometimes question, is he with us? Perhaps in the most difficult circumstances, we may find ourselves questioning his presence when we are feeling lonely, sad, or isolated. Sometimes we can be slow to truly open our hearts and listen, but take heart, because similar to the two disciples, who even though Jesus opened and revealed the scriptures to be fulfilled concerning himself, still the eyes of their hearts were not open. They did not recognize him. Allow me to share a brief story about spiritual director and contemplative Julene Tegerstrand. She lived and worked in South Korea. She was on a 190-mile-per-hour high-speed train going to a monastery for a retreat one weekend, a Benedictine monastery. She noticed people on their cell phones, laptops, texting, talking, laughing, reading newspapers, plugged into their music, and just a lot of chaos and noise, not to mention they were going about 190 miles an hour on this high-speed train. Then she noticed a woman who was sitting silently, and on her lap was an infant wrapped in a blanket. As Julene writes, her gaze was fixed upon this sleeping child. She just sat there beholding her baby. She, she didn't move. The difference between the phone talkers, the loud music, the conversation, the hustle and bustle, the speed of the train. She said the difference was between a roaring storm and a peaceful calm. Julian writes, I noticed there was more than a car of people waiting for the next destination. God was there, and I was graced by knowing him. The thoughts in my mind came from a deep place within me. I had slowed from a 190-mile-per-hour non-stop train in a moment, and there was great clarity. Was this God? Maybe. Was it me? Definitely. Something in me was saying, Julene, God is like the mother, and he is beholding you with joy. Be still. 
Pay attention. Behold God. If God could be in a train car, where else might he be? Well, just as God revealed himself and opened the eyes of Julene in a time of chaos and hustle and bustle on the train, he would also reveal himself and open the eyes of the two disciples on the road to Emmaus. As they neared the village, it was evening, and so the disciples invited Jesus to stay with them as the day had been long, and they invited him also to partake in a meal. Luke's Gospel reveals, when he was at the table with them, he took bread, blessed it, broke it, and gave it to them, and their eyes were opened immediately, and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. Finally, their eyes had been opened, as they stated. Were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on the road, while he was opening the scripture to us? They were filled with amazement, and their hearts were overflowing with joy. That same hour they returned to Jerusalem, that very hour after the tired, arduous journey that evening, to tell the eleven disciples what they had seen saying, The Lord has been made known to us in the breaking of the bread, and proclaiming, The Lord is risen indeed. Now, a key moment in Luke's Gospel for today was the disciples' immediate recognition of Jesus in the breaking of the bread. The words that Jesus spoke were nearly identical to the words that he uttered during the Last Supper, found in in the chapter 22 of Luke, verse 9. He took a loaf of bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave them the bread, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. These words remain just as powerful today. Just as Jesus was revealed to the two disciples in the breaking of the bread, Jesus is also revealed to us as we partake in the Holy Eucharist, which is a foretaste of the heavenly banquet where we give thanks as a celebration of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And through these holy sacraments, we are nourished and fed by his body and blood. This is such a powerful affirmation of faith that Jesus Christ has given us as we break bread together and come together as living members of one body of Jesus Christ our Lord. Now, although it's unequivocal that we will tend to go astray sometimes from our faith, we may have doubts, we may have questions, yet his presence is there. As the disciples noticed along Emmaus, we must remind ourselves that he remains with us always, just as he was with them. Just as the two disciples, their eyes were open during the breaking of the bread, may our eyes and our hearts be opened and awakened each time we partake in the blessed sacrament of the Holy Eucharist, the foretaste of the heavenly banquet. As we recite the liturgy today during the Eucharist, I would encourage us to really pay attention to the words, and especially for us long time, and especially cradle Episcopalians. And um, just let the words resonate within you and speak to you. If we do this, we can, offer, we can be offered a fullness of joy as we prepare our hearts to receive the heavenly meal. And may we also be assured 
that though there will be times in our lives when we feel that Jesus may be distant, sometimes we wonder, are you there, Lord? Are you there? Do you hear me? May we open the eyes of our hearts so that we may see him. He is all around us, whether it be in a speeding train car, in a noisy restaurant, in the face of a loved one or a stranger, or in just in the beauty of his sheer creation. He is with us. He is with us. And he is risen. Alleluia. Glory be to the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.